Hello there, weary traveler. Welcome to the inn. Sit, sit, rest your feet. Why, it's a long journey on the road to Tarvalon. Have a cup of tea. Or maybe a frothy ale. The light. Why, you're just in time for the entertainment. Here are your hosts, Tracy and Amber. Hello and welcome back. Uh-huh. I'm here with my good friend Tracy. I am here with my very dear friend Amber. And this is the Road to Tarvalon, a Wheel of Time podcast. We are getting back to the Dragon Reborn. It's been a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I believe our first chapter is starting from the point of view of a one Matram Coffin. Mm-hmm. Do you like me to start with the summary then? <laughs> if you have anything you'd like to add, feel free. <laughs> nope, because I have my summary all written out and I am ready to discuss. All right. So, chapter 24 Scouting and Discoveries. That quote or. Oh, do we. Oh, gosh. Did you have one? I do. I do. Um, they aren't funny. Um, <laughs> you, we don't have to. We can skip it if you want. Meh. I mean. Matt picked up <laughs> a wooden pole and twirled it across his head. He did a swan dive into a somersault and landed <laughs> in a T pose. Yes! Yes! <laughs> and he said, Do you like that, Tracon boys? And then he wiggled his fingers at him seductively. Matrim Coffin, chapter 24. The Dragon Reborn. How was that impromptu, <laughs> completely made-up quote? I would like to have my book rewritten with that in it, please. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Robert Jordan. Especially I'm coming for you, Rafe Jenkins. <laughs> coming for everyone. <laughs> you know what? Oh. They, you know... If there wasn't room for improvement, then we wouldn't have to, like, you know, go after them to make it. If there was no room for improvement, Mm -hmm. then what would there be to talk about? I know, right? Just, it would be tens across the board, and we'd pack it up and go home. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And I mean, there is something tragic about the missed opportunity of a swan dive into a tea pose in the book. <laughs> <laughs> but the beautiful thing is that I get to share it with you firsthand. It's brilliance uh, off the cuff. Thank you. I fucking thank love you. it. You're welcome. I need to check my apple juice, make sure it's not fermented. I'm <laughs> a little feeling like a silly goose on the loose today. All right. Okay, so chapter 24, Scouting and Discoveries. Back to a Matt point of view, and he's back to plotting and stuffing his face with food. And while the plotting has not been as successful as he would have liked, the large quantity of food he's recently consumed has already made him look a bit less like a walking corpse. Once he's eaten every last crumb he can find, he dresses, finds his belongings, including his handy-dandy dicing cups, and heads out to explore the tower. He passes Aes Sedai in the hall, who ignore him, and talks with soldiers who know his face by heart. Any hope of an easy escape is squashed. His wanderings continue to prove disappointing until he takes a turn in the warder yard and his luck is back in. Ta-da! 
Ta-da! So there was one moment in this chapter that I really like had, I don't know, something about it made me kind of like laugh a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it's when Galad is like, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but it's like, if you're around Nynaeve, you'll need a bow, a sword, a quarterstaff. And he's, like, naming all of these weapons. Yes. And it's like, and that might not be enough. And then, like, Gawain is like, oh, Galad, I think you just <laughs> made a joke. And I was like, oh, my God, these two. And after reading the transcript from the Gawain. Mm-hmm. What was it? The Gawain... Was it the audition? Or the audition. Scene? Yes. Yeah. The Gawain audition. I noticed that the language that he uses in the audition, and this isn't to say that it'll be like this in the show. This was just for mm-hmm. the audition. It could be something totally separate. He was. He sounded kind of like a little bit of a ruffian, like from the streets. Mm-hmm. And in the books, I just see Gawain as so prim and proper and... The both of them, I don't know, like, they have a voice in my head when I read them. And it's Mm -hmm. very rare that I have one, like, something like that for characters Mm -hmm. in the book. It's just these two, for some reason, it's right there. Mm -hmm. It does feel, like, the comparison between the two for me just feels like, I don't know, some sort of an attempt to make him feel more accessible. Maybe like you mean in in the in the audition show or yeah yeah audition. for the show okay. yeah sorry um yeah the audition was written where he sound like in my head I've got kind of like this um Co- Dick Van Dyke yeah Cockney from, from this really bad <laughs> 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 what's the movie um. Oh, gosh, I don't know. You know, the nanny, she watches the kids. Oh, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Yes. <laughs> yes. When you reread the audition, I, I hear Dick Van Dyke in my head from Mary Poppins. Gowan suddenly walking around with, like, soot on his nose. And everybody's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, it does fit in with Wheel of Time, the musical, though. <laughs> Can you imagine if... <laughs> Matt versus Galad and Gawain in the water yard. It's like a it's musical, musical number. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh. that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, that goes so well with my impromptu <laughs> fake quote reading. Oh my oh. god, I'm gonna die! I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> Now I have like the moment from the teaser trailer where we're seeing like the three individuals with the the quarter staffs like in the like just that one <laughs> moment and now I'm like one of them is about to go oh you know like just <laughs> some crazy bullshit something uh, now I'm like picturing them in a can can like finishing it off like it's just look it's time to toss the dice <laughs> like doing a little dance. <laughs> so bad. Oh. Okay. I bring myself. Oh, no, please don't. I might fall out of my chair. 
some point we need to go through like all of our episodes to find our suggestions for the musical and just fucking write it. That's our contribution to the world. Well, I mean, yeah, if, if for some reason the show gets canceled and we don't get an ending, then we'll have time the musical. I mean, we could we could crowdfund it, maybe. I don't know. I don't know how wide our reach is, but... It's a very off, yeah. off, 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 off Broadway production of We All Die in the Musical. Yes. Done in my living room. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> How many roles do you want to take? I feel like we're going to have to, like, multitask for this. <laughs> so, like, multiple people playing multiple characters? Is that what you mean? Okay, I'll have all of the I'll have all the creatures. Except the Grom. I think I get to at least I mean we can be Groms together. And uh we need yeah. I mean I mean we need a pack, right? Right, yeah. Okay, so we need a Grom pack. This is so staying on topic for chapter twenty (laughs) four. I don't even know what's going on today, but I'm enjoying this thoroughly. Same. I really needed it. Um. Mm. Okay. So. We, okay. Now I, I need I'm to gonna, think of I'm... like Grom costuming. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Be Kind Rewind? No. Oh. Wait. That's with Jack Black, isn't it? Yes, and most deaf. And I'm trying to think of the actress's name, but they do I have. But it was so long ago. I barely remember. Oh my it. gosh! It is one of my favorite movies. Wait. Wait. They. They. He. <laughs> they redo all of the movies, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh, they reenact uh-huh, them. Okay, uh-huh. yes. and one of them is the Lion King, and they create these big <laughs> cardboard cutouts of lions and like color it in with crayons and shit. And I'm thinking that's what we can do for the Groms. Oh, mm-hmm. that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. See, we have this planned out already. We need cardboard markers, all the things for a fine production. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, I love this. Okay, I'm getting back to the chapters for real now. Cool. So I still like these chapters. There was definitely kind of a feel of, um, like, I thought that I thought that the little sword battle was a little bit more, more, <laughs> a little extra, extra. Yeah. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> well, it was like in my mind, it was a little bit different than it came across in the page this time. And that was kind of unusual for me. And I was like, oh, okay. I just, I just think it, I had it so hyped up in my head mm-hmm. where I was like, I can't, can't wait to get there. And then it felt like it was done so quickly. And I was like, well, that was it. Mm-hmm. Like, you just kind of like knocks them around a little bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I think it really comes down to the first time it being pretty unexpected Mm -hmm. i mean matt's kind of like staggering around and Mm -hmm. i guess i didn't see it coming where it was like oh he's about to he's about to fight these guys Mm -hmm. okay that's interesting but yeah what a choice and you know what too you know what i think it is Mm -hmm. is that we go for three books these first two books without really getting to know matt like Mm -hmm. we don't spend a lot of time with him he's sick the whole time so Mm -hmm. when you finally get to this chapter 
I think it's like, oh, like this is Matt. Like this mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. he's kind of like back to his jokester self that mm-hmm. you don't really get a big part of in the first two books. So maybe that's why it's so I want to say like light and exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, and there are other things like throughout this chapter that like like you said, we haven't had an opportunity to get to know him very well yet. There are just moments where like the mystery around him is being built, like him still not having access to all of his memories, but like mm-hmm. just these little pieces of who he is, like he can't leave without saying goodbye. Um, he's thrilled to have his dice cups because he knows that's how he's going to get out of wherever he needs to be is by gambling, which gives another layer of who he is as a person. Like, I just feel as though little things are inserted. And then the fact that he's like, uh, now I'm going to go fight these two dudes that have been water trained. Cool. Good yeah. job, me. Like I, I did like his um, observations on Gawain being very well trained mm-hmm. and then he kind of compares him to Galad and he's like, but he's even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's not going up against like two slouches by any means. And he's like, no, I'll huh? grab a quarter staff. That seems like a good idea. I do. I, I think the other thing about that, that choice for him to decide to fight the two dudes is probably also an association with just how demoralizing things have been since he's been healed like he's being jerked around by various individuals and now he finds out that all the guards know exactly who he is so there's no getting out um Mm -hmm. and then he runs into he runs into else else grinwell and she's all snotty with him Mm -hmm. he's like fine be that way yeah and he's kind of like she acted different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was haughtier, you know, like, mm-hmm. like maybe, I think he's like, maybe some of the tower training is already rubbed off on her. Or. Or. No, or, or, or. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm writing it down right now. <laughs> yeah. I did like the little inclusion of the Jerome Gaiden the mm. story about the greatest warder that ever was and you know he fought over 10,000 times and never lost only once by a farmer i almost wondered if this was supposed to go somewhere and didn't like robert jordan left himself like an option to be like do we are we like maybe we'll make matt <laughs> reincarnate someone else you know oh interesting like, there's an option there. I'm not saying, like, he was like, yes, this is a definite right. option here. But, you know, maybe five books later, he could have been like, okay, mm-hmm. well, we're going to have all of these people reincarnated into Matt or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because there's a lot of theories about who Matt could be reincarnated as. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is really fun. I don't think I have anything else to add on this particular chapter. The only other thing that I had was Matt saying he's from Manethrin. Fuck, Amber! That was exactly what I was looking for. (laughs) 
Okay. Go for it. That's hilarious. No, you go. I just love when we're like that in sync. It's hilarious. Um, just that he kind of, I love how this whole chapter, he kind of is just so quick on his feet to kind of cover up the weird things he says, like mm-hmm. Manethra, and then he's like, I mean, it's just, I've heard too many old stories, and, right? you know, this and that, and even when he's talking to the guards, he's like, oh, you know, the sisters just don't want me going anywhere because I've just been healed, mm-hmm. and I gotta take lots of walks, that's what I'm doing right now for my health, <laughs> so I should probably be on my way, and I'm just like, oh... Matt. Mm-hmm. Sweet Matt. Yeah. And then he gets to keep the quarter staff, which I love. <laughs> well, like he just kind of took it. Yeah. <laughs> so like yeah. Like, good for you, Matt. Yeah. He needed a walking. Stick. Yes, exactly. He's like, I'm taking it. And if I don't have it, I will probably just fall on my face. And nobody tries to take it away from him, so I mean I'm sure they have stacks more, so it's probably no big deal for them. Yeah, that was the only that was the only thing that I was thinking of too cuz like he he had muttered something in the old tongue and then he tells the dude that he's from Manetherin and Matt poor Matt is like what is wrong with me? <laughs> yeah. Um since we wanted to talk about it last week, we saved it mm-hmm. for this week specifically for this chapter. But I mean, it it sounds like a 100% we're getting the scene for the TV show. Mm-hmm. Do you expect there to be any differences? I don't know. Like, I don't know what you would want to or really need to change too much in this scene. It's pretty simple, really. Mm-hmm. I think it would just be really cool to see it in motion. Like I want to, yeah. I want to see, I want to see how Gawain, not Gawain, Galad is going to look. Like I've always appreciated the descriptions of the way that he moves and mm-hmm. the way that he fights, and so I'm, I really want to see it. Like everyone is always like, "Oh, Galad is such an amazing swordsman." Like I want to see it. I want to see it. Do you think they would take away the swords? Like, would it somehow... I hope not. I really hope not. That little clip from the teaser where uh-huh. there were three people. It looked like they were training with spears or bows. Mm-hmm. Um, I would really, really want to hope, like, that they keep it two swords and then Matt with his staff. Mm-hmm. But... The more I'm thinking about it, I think, too, we haven't really gotten very much cool, like, sword fighting in mm-hmm, the show. Mm-hmm. Tam is really the only one that I can think of. And, I mean, Lan does a few tricks and stuff, but mm-hmm. usually when he's fighting, I feel like the focus is more on Maureen. Mm-hmm. I agree. So they're kind of like... They're doing things in tandem, but it's mm-hmm. not like this high octane, you know, sword fight. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's another one of the reasons, like, why I really want them to kind of, like, keep it the same. Mm-hmm. Two swords and a bow. Yeah. 
staff, quarter staff. Staff. Yeah. Well, yeah. A bow would be cool. That would be interesting. Well, like a, I'm thinking of like a bow staff. You know, oh, like okay. Martial arts, like. You mm-hmm. know. Yes. The other scene that I can think of that like shows how effectively they can do a fight scene is, of course, the two green scene. And I think it like that's another scene that kind of like mimics in some ways this fight between Matt and Galad and Gawain because like Tigraine does not have a sword, but she's up against dudes that have swords. And so being able to see the various encounters between different weapons, I think is now I just fun. now my heart kind of just sunk because I'm like, oh my gosh. What if it's not as good as T Grain. <laughs> what if like T Grain just like blows it out of the water? Man, that I would mean, be so tragic. She was so impressive though. I mm-hmm. mean Yeah. And two, she's she's a stunt person. Yeah. So like we've got actors mm-hmm. here that are like training to fight, I I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to see if they if they bring it. Yeah. I'm really I'm going to remain hopeful that oh yeah me too yeah that we get good fight scenes because i really i really appreciate a good fight scene oddly enough and butcher butcher wizards fight scenes (laughs) and butcher wizards for everyone we need more we need a few more fight scenes i think this this season i agree i feel like season one was like our mm, prologue in some ways like enough action to keep you interested in the start of the story, and I'm really hoping that season two is going to be like, pa-pow! It's my hope. Amazon, pa-pow me. <laughs> okay. Next chapter? Absolutely, questions? sure. So chapter 25. All right. Our girl crew is in full brainstorm mode trying to figure out... Ah, trying to figure out the information Varen has given them regarding the Black Aja. Egwene's thoughts are split further by the dreams she's been having and the doubts of being able to find someone she can trust to help her figure out if they mean anything. While the evidence before them hasn't revealed its secrets to them, a decision is made that Egwene will wear the the dream Tarangriel Varen gave her that night when she goes to sleep. Elaine and Nynaeve assure her they will be there to watch over her. They become aware of an intruder in the doorway and are told by none other than Else Grinwell of the belongings left behind by the 13 sisters who had left. The three women are shocked by the choice of messenger, but when Egwene is able to catch up to the woman in white, it's not who she expected at all. (laughs) Okay, that's all I've got. This this chapter is a little... Light. Wild and wacky. Yeah? Okay. I'm trying to kind of like, and this is really hard too, because I, if I go too far into it, then I guess it's spoil, too spoilery to even talk about. Mm. Um, okay, I like them trying to kind of deduce, you know, what it all means. Like, mm-hmm. two from each Aja except the red. Like, what does it all mean? Mm-hmm. Is there a pattern here? Or is it just, you know, we're finding a pattern because we're looking for a pattern? Mm-hmm. And 
they're also getting kind of like catty a little bit, <laughs> which not a fan. Mm-hmm. I just uh, our girl Chesmal Emery gets brought up, mm-hmm. which is interesting. An mm-hmm. extraordinary, talented healer. Mm-hmm. Um, Mer. Marellen? Why can't I say that? Marellen? Marellen? Yeah. She's the one who likes cats, right? Yeah. Fond of cats and goes out of her way to help injured animals. That's so weird. That's so weird. Such a random thing for Robert Jordan to like plop in like, so we're looking for a woman who (laughs) likes animals. This could be important somehow later on. Right. So it's like, how are they going to run into her? Like, checking whoever's adopted all of the cats in Tanchico or whatever. Yeah. Like, going through the spay and neuter. <laughs> We're going to Con- find you, Morellen. Contact animal care and control. She's like the Pied Piper. She's just followed by a posse. Right. Injured cats. Yeah. The black cat Aja. <laughs> yeah, I I really like this description of the various black Aja members, but Chesmol is like, I guess because she's the healer, she's the one who sticks out to me the most. Like mm-hmm. the fact that uh, Morellin likes to heal injured cats has its own level of intrigue but to be somebody who belongs to a group dedicated to healing and then become black Mm -hmm. aja there's just something about it that feels almost extra wrong 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 yeah alarm bells yes yeah and i mean she can do some pretty terrible stuff if i remember correctly like new spring yeah, like her her ability with healing is um she can she can almost do like reverse healing. Like if you know how well the human body works, mm-hmm. it feels like you should be able to exploit that in very terrible ways. Yeah. And and I would say that's exactly what she does, too. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. We have met Landrin already from the women that have left the tower i don't think that any of the the gals in the chapter have met anyone else that left the tower have they i i want to say no but don't quote me on that that's okay i'm i'm leaning in that direction as well um so i think this would actually be like the first time we're really getting names and their aja and weird information about them so this added here we go there's more information on the black aja and where we are potentially going next like it just gets me Mm -hmm. more invested in it you know i especially find it interesting the list of all the tarangriol that Mm -hmm. they're trying to find now and mm-hmm. I remember at the one at one point, Egwene's like, "Okay, like mm-hmm. so many of these have to do with dreaming uh-huh. that she starts to feel really unsettled by it because she's the supposed dreamer." Mm-hmm. So like, 
this could potentially affect her more than the others make you know if more people have access to Mm -hmm. the world of dreams i would say she's a bigger target when she goes into teleron riod yeah that she got to a point where she was like and one of the terangriel was for making balefire which was actually (laughs) like a welcome respite from all of the dream dream terangriel and Mm -hmm. i'm like Ooh, okay. I also like the inclusion of the little hedgehog one uh-huh. because she's like, sounds harmless. Right? Like, Ew, yeah, <laughs> totally, it sounds harmless. My voice goes really high. I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> when you know him, like, it's my, it's my, it's my tell. Uh huh. <laughs> it's gonna um, be the best spell time ever. Exactly. Um. The other thing about, like, the majority of the Tarangril that have been taken is that they've also been studied by that Koreanan Nidal? Nadil? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And the sleep, the, the sleep study. The sleep study. <laughs> <laughs> she was always asleep and everybody was wondering why. Why does she nap all the time? What is she doing? Hard work. <laughs> that would be the best job ever, honestly. <laughs> I don't know. Teleron Real sounds a naps. little bit intimidating. I don't know, but Just it also go sounds so cool. safe where nobody else wants to hang out. Like, you know, find a nice waterfall somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Float on a river. That all sounds great. Mm. Okay. Um, but then, of course, like as she's going, like Aguine, as she's going through this, she's like, did Varen notice this? Like, did Varen see? All of these connections to these dream terangriel, and then she hands me a dream terangriel. Like everything that they look at is like, is this a trap? Is that a trap? Are you Black Aja? Can I trust you? Can I not trust you? Yeah, it's like a growing patch of paranoia for these girls. It's. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, if I had something in my possession that was like. You need to get the fuck out of Tarvalin. Like, that's where you need to go right now. Um, I would just take it. I think I would oh, feel yeah. safer outside the tower at this point than I would feel inside it. That, that, I think that is the... That was the idea that spawned the White Tower dropout... <laughs> Sure. <laughs> it's just like you know what i don't feel safe here anymore <laughs> i'm gonna go like join a knitting circle or something I'm very relaxed i'm okay mm-hmm. i'm okay mm-hmm. my my i think my favorite thing from this chapter was elsa grinwall like coming in yes and nynaeve being like didn't you ever learn how to knock elsa like yes. get out of here mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm like you tell her, Nynaeve, you tell her. Don't oh. let this creepy lady stand in the doorway staring <laughs> at you while Egwene is, like, hiding the the stone ring Terangriel. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I think Elsa's been, like, she was staring at the Terangriel. And I'm like, yeah. Because she was. Mm-hmm. She's a creep. I mean, I just red flags all the way from from this moment with Elsa, mm-hmm. that the Amarlin is like, oh, like, if you 
go go down this dark you know it feels like a dark dank dungeon like go all the way down here away from everyone, everyone. else in the in the sec, not the first basement, the second basement mm-hmm. under the library, where like, no go one there goes. And look, yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's a trap. Yeah, it's a trap. Again, another thing that is, it feels like a trap, and that that distrust of this decision to have Elsa Grinwell, Elsa Grinwell, be the messenger, like sets a green off running, and of course she doesn't find. Elsa, she finds a, a tall woman in all silver and, and white. white who makes her feel God. less than poor Gween. She was like, I don't like okay. this. So, I mean, I, I think it's not very bold if we just go ahead and say, like, this is clearly Lanfear. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, we've had enough encounters with her so far. The, the outfit is always the same. Mm-hmm. But... With Lanfear, I, I just, I don't really understand, like, what her game is at this point. Like, mm-hmm. what her, what is she doing in the tower, really? Like, it, it's just kind of like, I don't know, like, just making a little chaos, maybe? Trying to get people killed? Yeah. Just doing a little spy action? Like, looking for clues about Rand, maybe? I but, think all of those things. Yeah, but it just feels so, like, goofy because it's like she's not, I mean, at some point it's going to get out that the most beautiful woman that people have ever seen has been, like, wandering around <laughs> and there's been deaths and stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, White Tower, White Tower, you're so incompetent. Like, how can you not see this when all this stuff is happening? It hurts me. It hurts. Yeah. It hurts. I'm... Okay, so... With Elsa being... Handled the way she was in the TV show... I'm... I think it's probably safe to assume that these... Like, this interaction is probably not going to happen unless they make it with a different person which i'm sure they could character mm-hmm. yeah yeah yes agreed mm. interesting and i think that would be smart too because i mean for book readers the moment that Lanfear appears on screen mm-hmm. we're all going to be pointing like mm-hmm. that's her that's mm-hmm. her that has to be her and i think that's kind of like what i keep coming back to with that little teaser trailer Mm -hmm. that woman with like the base shield plate Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. star yeah the gold one Mm -hmm. i'm like is it lanfear is it a sean chen Mm -hmm. or is it lanfear like playing a sean chen Mm -hmm. like who 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 is celine going to be in the tv show i think that's more exciting than actually getting Lanfear is trying to figure out like how they're going to approach it mm-hmm. and make it better. Yeah. I'm hoping for a bit more cunning. Um, a little less uh, exploitation of what she looks like to get what she wants, which seems to be like a key Lanfear characteristic. Um, 
Right. It's 2020. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, looks, looks are useful, mm-hmm. right? I mean, hot people do better in life let's face it it's just it's just a thing i'm i'm pretty sure it's been scientifically proven at this point (laughs) yes yeah but i think like the cast is beautiful Mm -hmm. and i mean we don't need this over the top like oozing of like Mm -hmm. sexiest sexy sex woman that's ever been seen in the whole entire world and just Mm -hmm. she's so hot you forget your your face Mm -hmm. you know I really, really, really don't want that. I feel like that would change this show drastically if they if they took that approach to it. Like Yeah. Like give her give her the smarts. Mm-hmm. Give her the I almost want to see her as kind of just like oh, I, I don't know how to go into this without spoilers, but what I've said earlier with the White Tower, like mm-hmm. how at this point, it seems like a lot of these things that are happening within the White Tower, like there should be shockwaves, you know, mm-hmm. like everyone should be completely connected and resolute and know what's going on and be taking precautions to protect the White Tower. But they're all kind of trying to just like dust everything under the rug. Mm-hmm. And it's infuriating. But I think like, in this case, it would be interesting to see Lanfear like knowing or maybe exploiting this in a way that feels a little bit more I think you said cunning earlier, mm-hmm. which I I would say is the right word. Not yeah. like it's kind of just this happy coincidence that the tower kind of has just not got it together right now. Like I would like to see Lanfear actually like creating mm-hmm. the the chaos yeah 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 i mean she's a forsaken she yeah. should she should have all of the the tricks up her sleeve she needs Absolutely. to just like walk in and do all these little tiny things that would ripple into the broken pieces that we see throughout the tower like Sowing little seed bombs of chaos everywhere. Yes, yes, I love that. Do you think they're going to put her in all white still for the TV show? Or do you think they'll change it? I hope not. You don't don't want it all white? No, Mm -hmm. no, I don't. They use so much white on the show. The Mm -hmm. white cloaks, Mm -hmm. the captured... um, when the white cloaks capture Egwene, they put her in white. Mm-hmm. The Demani wear white. Mm-hmm. What else was there? Oh, me- the novice white. Like, yeah. White, 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 white. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. And it would make it too easy to, like, be like, oh, that's Lanfear. I'm yep. sure it's going to be a little bit less, like, her showing up in all white with her moon boots and <laughs> <in> silver. <laughs> Like, I think that they can come up with something a little bit more interesting than that. I've, I agree. I have a lot of faith in costume department. Oh, yeah. I w- the, her costume would be so fun to design. I think it's going to be probably one of, the, one of the standouts of the season. I mean, I don't know if they're going to try and top 
Swan Sanchez like a gold gown from mm. season one. Like I don't know if Swan will be the the best look of the season for season mm-hmm. two. I have mm-hmm. a feeling it'll be Lanfear or one of one of the blood from Sean Chen. I still lean towards one of the blood. I don't know why. I I feel it too. I really I think it'd be something very just outside the box, you know, mm-hmm. like just something very different, which I think to me that's always exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what a different perspective to the idea of a veil. Like, mm-hmm. I think one of the things that, that kind of stands out to me, if I remember it correctly, is like, you can still see her mouth. Mm-hmm. And so often, like when I think of a veil, I think of how it covers the mouth. It makes it so hard for the person to actually be able to speak clearly. And so if they somehow made it so they have these crazy, elaborate, like, head coverings that leave their mouth open to be able to be understood clearly, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, and I think, too, it has that wow factor of, like, yeah. something different. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I feel so strongly about this, but mm-hmm. this is, again, another thing that I saw recently it was someone online had written their thoughts about the Wheel of Time TV show from a non-book reader, knows absolutely nothing about the series, just neat, kind of likes fantasy. And I mean, I've heard this from other people as well, but they were like, you know, like I was hooked in as soon as I saw that there was magic and I was like, cool, I'm in. And they were like, the one thing that like just threw me for a loop was episode seven when it was like, and then we went into the past and it looked like the future and it was just, it made such a big statement as far as like, okay, well, it's not just this generic fantasy anymore. Like now Mm. it feels something outside of that and something bigger than that and Mm. cyclical time and I think that's one of the just strongest points about the series is Mm -hmm. we've got these ages that you know is it the past is it the present is Mm -hmm. it the future that was yeah (laughs) the past that was more futuristic than the present and Mm -hmm. then we have these cultures that are just so far out there like the Sharans and Mm -hmm. the Sean Chen and I think the Sean Chen are the ones like to watch this season. Mm. I think that's where we're going to get that big budget, cool outfit. I'm hoping anyways, and mm-hmm. Lambert will probably look great too. <laughs> Thanks for coming to my TED talk. I was <laughs> totally, Amber. I was Breathe. totally into it. I was totally into it the whole time. I'm with Sorry. you. No, not at all. I think that's a really good point. And I'm, I'm with you. Like, I feel like, for, and I love knowing that, what you said about how, like, that layered moment captured someone's interest from outside a book experience. And that makes me really happy because I really think that's one of the best things about the series is just how layered and complex it can be. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're getting, like, little nuggets of that, like, in the first season. And I feel like season two is going to be like, and here's another group of people for you to... Love, hate, fear, whatever. Right. But I mean, 
Can yeah. you imagine if they start bringing in like some Shan Chen creatures and it's like, wait, what? Now there's like dinosaurs? Like, <laughs> what is going on? This is wild. Yeah, like but, have like, a Tarakan land somewhere and just be yes. like, what the yes. fuck? Yeah, yes. I'd be down for that 100%. Because I mean, they're not dragons. You know, no. like you think fantasy, you think dragons, but when you have Amazon like, Prime, if you make those, you, you make those better not look like dragons. You better Ooh. not. I'm gonna have some. I'll have some words. Now. You'll have some politely <laughs> worded emails sent your way. <laughs> Dear no, Amazon just, Prime, there's. I mean, there's just so many opportunities to make really cool stuff that isn't being made in fantasy mm-hmm. and. Like, yeah, sure, have good stories for the characters, you know, like, everybody likes that to an extent, but, like, you gotta, you gotta find, like, what's outside of that. You have to find, like, what makes that better, and Mm -hmm. to me, it's not just, like, making sure, like, a character is really interesting or whatever, you know, like, it should, you should be able to, like, blend that, like macro scale of like looking at everything as a whole and the world building and then Mm -hmm. like zooming in micro on like fun character moments and dialogue so Mm -hmm. like gotta just make it all gotta make it all work together i guess (laughs) i still i still don't know why we haven't taken over this show yet i say that probably at least once a week but i I know people are probably gonna be like these these women are delusional. <laughs> I don't think so at all. So the people who think we are, that's all I have to say. <laughs> don't squash my dreams. Um, how would you feel if, like, the flying creatures from... <laughs> so sorry. A crazy person doesn't think they are crazy. That's what Snakes and Foxes just told me. So if I say that I know I'm crazy, does that make me sane? Don't know. <laughs> right. I don't, I'm not a fan of I'm not a fan of using that word though. What? Crazy? Crazy. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I try and every once in a while it sneaks out, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to like limit it from my vocabulary. I can get behind that. Yeah. I was I was watching a TV show, not going to say what, and one of the characters is a psychologist, and every other word out of their mouth was like, you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? And I'm mm-hmm. like, I feel like there's a lack, like, lack of awareness from the writers right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I diverge. No, I I, I like the diversions. It's <laughs> it's like on our trip. It's like stopping at the gas station and just getting jumbo Twinkies? candies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oatmeal cream pies. Oatmeal cream pies. Love oatmeal cream pies. So does Where Aiden. Where are we at in these chapters, Tracy? I think Elsa. I, yeah, Lanfear. Yeah, Lanfear, which is at the at the end of chapter twenty five. So mm-hmm. I would say that we can safely move to chapter 26, although timing-wise, should we drop in a break before we move forward? Yes. Cool. So here comes a sponsor. 
ad thing. Momentary interruption, friends. Since we are not good at remembering to promote ourselves during the show, here's how you can keep the road to Tarvalin growing. First off, rate and review us wherever you listen to The Road to Tarvalin. This helps new listeners find the podcast. Listener support is available through Anchor. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month with amounts leading up to a generous $9.99 a month. Also, we have a new merch shop. Cozy Contorta was inspired by the books and characters we love, and it's not just Wheel of Time focused. Go check it out at Cozy Contorta on Instagram or find the link on our website via social media. Income means better equipment, more content, and more opportunities to be able to grow our amazing community. We love you all and feel endlessly grateful to each of our listeners for joining us week after week on the road to Tarvalon. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Eloquence. <laughs> Eloquence. So and we're we back. Look. Yeah. Um, okay, so I did not realize <laughs> we are already at an hour. So I'm going to try to be kind of quick with our next sum ups, which is good. Um, and actually, it's kind of fine because chapter 26, Behind a Lock, is kind of short. Um, naturally, the hiding place for these remnants left by the Black Aja is way, way down in the bowels of the tower. They reach the intended door to find that it is locked. Aguina and Nynaeve take two different approaches to unlocking the door, which ultimately has its intended effect. Once in the dusty storage room, they find 13 sacks, with they, which they quickly turn into a pile on the floor. Once sifted through, it is agreed that all evidence points to the Black Aja runaways having taken a trip to Tyr. It is also agreed mm-hmm. that this is in all likelihood a trap. But is it a trap they can avoid? Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, does Lanfear, okay, Lanfear must assume that they're all complete morons, right? I mean, she's just like, ta- okay, in the previous chapter, she's just talking to Egwene and like, Egwene's like, what? she's having this weird effect on me and I mm-hmm. she's making me feel like a, I don't know what the word she used, but like she was lesser, like she was a child, like mm-hmm. she was just of no importance. Mm-hmm. But now we've got like, Okay, so now, now like, mystery series has started. <laughs> and I really like the part where they're all kind of, like, slumped down in corners into the storeroom and kind of, like, they've got little pieces of this and that, kind of, like, books that are falling apart, and they're kind of just like, well, what do we do next? And it's mm-hmm. like, well, I guess, like, that's this chapter, you know, in a nutshell. It's like, okay, very straightforward. Mm-hmm. But the mental image is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, the little bits of channeling that's done, like we have a queen doing things without really realizing what she's doing, and then I- Elaine doing it, and then that moment where she's like, I just learned what I did from Elaine who learned it from watching me. And I'm like, well, what did Nynaeve do with the tire iron? She was trying to break the chain on the lock for the door. But at one point, it said like it grew. 
Yeah, she she said that she didn't have enough leverage, so she made it longer to increase the leverage to snap the chain. Okay, all right. Yeah, but a queen had already fiddled around with it because she has that like wacky affinity for metal, and had loosened it up. So a queen like just, I think it says like she snapped through it like thread or something like that. Okay, I thought she was. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that could work. Manipulating the metal. I thought, like, she pulled a moraine and just, you know, was like, oh, I'm going to change the substance of this thing and make it bigger. Mm -hmm. Like, wasn't sure if that was an inconsistency or not. But. I don't know. That's how how I read it. it, I I like how. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. that's That's my understanding of the scene. That's how I always see it in my head, too. There's some there are some scenes that I'm thankful I have an imagination that like puts things together. And this is I don't know why this is one of them because it gets like that Nancy Drew feel. Um No, I like that. I mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Like down dark corridors and that hint of the unknown, the unexpected, what will be at the end of this kind of thing. Like Mm-hmm. I like and it. And too, it kind of comes off the heels of like this kind of like snippy moment where they're all kind of like, meh, meh. Yeah. And now they're like, we've worked together and now we kind of like take a seat together and mm-hmm. discuss and mm-hmm. it comes back around. Yeah. And I, I do, I appreciate that they get that whole, I mean, it's, it's so obvious, like this whole we need to go to tier thing, but... I don't maybe maybe that's what they needed to like have that final push to know that where they were going was going to be the right place and also like I think Nynaeve is the one that says like you can't spring a trap if you don't like walk into it or whatever so she they they're going in as much as possible with their eyes open to the fact that things are probably going to get bad I mean, good God, they are 13 fully trained Aes die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here you go. We have two 18-year-olds and a 24, 25-year-old. Yeah. They, yes. Yes. they barely know how to channel. One of them can only channel if she's angry. It's just, it's so much to put on them. I would be scared shitless. I don't know. I mean, yeah, snakes and foxes says, but one of them is naive, so it's kind of unfair. <laughs> Truth. Truth. All right. I, All right. I can't argue with that. I just can't. I felt so bad for naive in these chapters. Like, she's completely helpless unless she's angry. Yeah. And so she's trying to keep herself amped this entire time. That way, like, in case something happens... She can channel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. <laughs> Gwen's like, you can't even do anything unless you're mad. And I'm like, oh my god, stop it! That's kind of the point, right? Like, uh huh. Everyone has their strengths and weaknesses, and if you knew that you couldn't, <laughs> 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 thank you. And boxes. Mm-hmm, but if mm-hmm. you knew that you couldn't protect yourself and protect the people that you care about the most without like making yourself 
absolutely pissed Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then someone's kind of like giving you shit about it it's Mm -hmm. like oh god like don't you see she just wants to protect everyone Mm -hmm. she's not including you (laughs) yeah she's not angry just because she is angry and for crying out loud just let women be angry already right um just let them them be mad the fine the, the book that we just did for paperback cabaret was good and mad the revolutionary power of women's anger and it was very cathartic and mildly re-traumatizing to read but it's well, like it's all about like women's anger and the public sphere well, and whatnot yeah. i mean come on ladies out there you know what just get mad stay mad say say that amber told you to do it <laughs> flip the table i don't care do it do it yeah i mean there there's some very good evidence about like that anger isn't bad for you the way that a lot of people feel that it's bad for you but it can also just be a really uncomfortable place to be especially if you aren't given an opportunity to express it fully and poor naive is like gotta be angry really angry i want to do anything Mm mm-hmm yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Anyway, that's I, I I hadn't really looked at her anger in the way that I look at it now. You know? Like Nynaeve was never kind of a focal character for me until I was older reading the books. And now she becomes a focal character for me for an entirely different reason. Like she can only access her superpower if she's angry. I think it's because I'm an oldest I'm an eldest child where there's something about Nynaeve that resonates me. You know, mm. like you want to be the protector, mm-hmm. but at the same time it's always harder for the oldest, you know, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always a little bit like different. But I just see her kind of like She's just doing her best, Mm -hmm. you know, and we've got these kids running off, stealing treasure from Shatter Logoth and getting (laughs) kidnapped and jumping into rivers. Yeah, it's it's rough. Yeah, it's rough. I feel for feel your anger, Nynaeve. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um. So I, I guess that's I mean, it's not really a heavy duty chapter. They go down to the basement. They find some goodies. Mm-hmm. They just des- they decide that the best way to know for sure that they need to go to Tyr is to use the stone ring and step into Teleronriod, which is chapter twenty-seven. If you let's do it, let's do it. All okay. right. While scrubbing pots, Green, Elaine, and Nynaeve have some bizarre interactions with various Aes Sedai. Aguin tells herself it could be normal, or it could be the Black Aja. The three women gather in Aguin's room as the first attempt with the stone Tarongril is about to take place. Aguin is lulled to, sli- lulled to sleep by Nynaeve's humming, and she finds herself in a beautiful med- meadow in a silk gown and velvet slippers. This is Dream so garb. sweet. Right? Sorry, I just... No, I love I it. Love like... the com- I love the camaraderie here. Mm-hmm. I so much more prefer this than the... Yeah. 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 Stuff. There's actually like a really nice almost development in their relationship that we see in these 
just these few chapters where they're going from like almost understanding the hierarchy of what it means for them to all be working together. Like obviously Nynaeve calling Elaine a child is not going to go over very well with her. Um, and Nynaeve at some point like starts to recognize the fact that Egwene is a woman and not like a child like she's always seen her. And so to get them from being like catty snippy to Nancy Drew style sleuthing to guardians of their friend while she dreams in a vulnerable mm-hmm. state is just like, yes. oh, that's good. Yes. I, I like want, it. I want this avenue explored more. Mm-hmm. It, like, don't get me wrong. Love the books. But mm-hmm. I think this is something that is just way more my style. It's something that I much prefer to read. Like, mm-hmm. we, can, we can have good, uplifting friendships between these women Mm -hmm. and you know like we don't need kind of like the snippy Mm -hmm. backbiting for Mm -hmm. laughs I don't know exactly you know like maybe it was just kind of like a a, like a part of the humor that he was like tapping into Mm -hmm. but or or maybe just like that kind of discomfort that comes across when three people who have like these very different dynamics like are trying to figure out how to work together sometimes there's like little sparks that can be worked out if you're willing to be like wrong (laughs) and and open-minded simultaneously I feel as though that's almost a conversation style that is Maybe going out of style or being rewritten to be like more open-minded and compassionate compassionate from the start. And I would love to see it like start there instead of the conflict to resolution. Yeah, yeah. And I think too that's, I mean, that's one of the things that can be really nice about with having like a new adaptation as well mm, is because mm-hmm. the way that they've set up things between Egwene and Nynaeve, I much, much prefer in the television series mm-hmm. to the books. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe like you said, it has kind of like fallen out of style and now we try to kind of like, I don't know, like be more in tune and compassionate people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with our relationships and be more understanding. Mm-hmm. But again, like with the books, there's always that question of like, is someone just being a jerk or is mm-hmm. it more of kind of like this narrative where the person who's you're getting their point of view maybe like they're like oh like maybe they're just kind of like I don't want to say like making it up but mm-hmm. they're just explaining like how they feel and it's completely objective <laughs> you know yes Ooh, that's a very good point that's a very good point mm-hmm yeah use I see use <laughs> <laughs> hello Okay, so I think we ended up... Okay, Egwene, her time in Teleron Road is unsettling, to say the least, with encounters that leave her shaken, and she wakes in blinding pain. 
She knows two things. They must go to Tyr, and there will be more trips to the world of dreams in the near future. And that's the summary for chapter 27. Mm-hmm. 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 I don't know. Like, I, yeah. I just, I thought this chapter itself was kind of... It's interesting because I feel like you get so many kind of, like, changes mm-hmm. in locale, I mm. guess. Like, while, while Queen is dreaming? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It kind of, like, moves around a lot. But we've, we've seen that often, too, with, like, the boys having their – the young men having their <laughs> um, Ishamayel dreams, mm-hmm. you know, where it kind of, like, people hop about and get pulled into other places. Yeah. And I thought this was really endearing of Egwene, where she's kind of like looking at herself in the dream and she's like, like, I look good. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it was really cute. <laughs> hmm Yeah, the, the fact that she like took the moment to like peek down and look at her shoes. I was like, I'd do that too. Right. I would so cute. I would need to know the ensemble was complete. (laughs) (laughs) Barefoot drats. (laughs) Shit. This ruins everything. Velvet slippers. Oh god. (laughs) Crocs. Why? Oh, it keeps getting worse. Ugg boots. There you go. Oh. Yeesh. Yes. (laughs) As a as an honorary German, I have to say, Birkenstocks are extremely comfortable and i don't care they are they they're honestly one of the most comfortable pairs of sandals i've ever owned yeah i should just get another pair i've been thinking about it for a while this is what we wear on the road to tarball right birkenstocks (laughs) birkenstocks dresses with pockets lots of scarves Mm -hmm. hoodies sweatshirts okay yeah um so as far as these encounters that Aguine finds while she's in the world of dreams, she's already kind of like pulling herself through by like asking questions of herself and kind of to the, the world around her. Um, and then she gets like that, like she sees Perrin, this moment where like you realize that he's like, He's the person imprisoning himself is kind of like, whoa. I mean, it was for me. I'm like, what's wrong with you, Perrin? Yeah. Yeah. This, too, was one of those moments in the chapter that I had to, like, do a double read, Mm -hmm. you know? Because at first I was like, this is getting confusing and I'm not sure exactly what's going on. Mm -hmm. But, I mean... She's like, his head's coming up and, you know, his eyes are kind of looking a little, he's looking a little out of sorts, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. And then, wolves. Mm-hmm. And I was yelling at her. Hopper, no! Yeah, yeah, it's just <laughs> kind of like, okay. If, obviously, like, if this was my first read through of the book i would want to know like what all these things mean and it will eventually in time you know it'll become more a little bit more clear about what's like kind of happening in these situations Mm -hmm. but i think it's 
maybe one of the first big clues we get about how things may or may not conclude until around Riode between mm. some of our dear characters. Mm. Like this is a pretty big I don't I don't want to say foreshadowing, mm-hmm. but But it's definitely a a plot point with Yeah, it's like put leave your you know leave your bookmark here and come back to it later. Like in the yeah. series maybe. That's a really good suggestion. I always find myself being like Okay, there was that one thing that happened in this one chapter in some book somewhere mm-hmm. in the series. Yeah. No, this is this is one that I feel has little tantalizing bits in it. This is a dream scenario that I feel good about instead of being annoyed by. It feels like it has direction that I understand. Maybe that's why I like it. Yeah, I feel like this one is a little bit more, well, I don't know, like, again, because this is the reread, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I think there's a lot of, like, interesting little things going on in her dreams in this chapter, and there's a lot of them. Like, Mm -hmm. there's a lot happening, Mm -hmm. much more than some of the other, like, all the other chapters, I would say, honestly, this week. This one definitely has the most spiraling. Mm-hmm. threads for the storylines i feel like you have perrin with hopper with rand like her interaction with rand is scary because he's being plagued by in his dreams by the forsaken so of course he's like super on edge and tries to kill her which is who was sylvie you know what i was wondering the same thing Okay, for people, I, I guess we didn't touch on it too much. Mm. But one of the characters that Egwene comes into contact with through the world of dreams is this person named Sylvie. Sylvie. And they're kind of like a... I, I don't know. They, they feel like such a... Uh, it's, a it's very a caricature character. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They're that's a how it bit feels. Gollum like. Yeah. How I Come I'm here, like, my lady. That's, <laughs> that's how she sounds to me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like she's got but really she's... long fingernails and mm-hmm. she hunches and like just She's kind of like hobbling about here mm-hmm. and there and I, I and she's very ugly. Like she's described as very ugly. So mm-hmm. I guess this we found like the one other ugly person in the entire series because there's not that many of them mm-hmm. yeah but this is taking place if i'm correct let me see here i believe it was in a domed chamber with red stone columns mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and a crystal sword mm-hmm. right Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So we come to find out that they are in the heart of the stone, which is Tear. Mm-hmm. And now it's like more secrets. More secrets upon secrets upon mm-hmm. secrets. Mm-hmm. 
I and then Sylvie isn't Sylvie like I'll put you in bed and like tuck you in and let poor old Sylvie take care of you. Ooh. Yeah, and then Egwene like wakes up screaming. Yeah, and like checking her body to make sure that she's not actually injured anywhere. Yeah, and because wasn't she channeling into the Tarangriol when Sylvie reached out for it? I'm not 100%. I mean, like, is she actually channeling, or is it, since it's the world of dreams, she thinks she's channeling, therefore she is? Like, I I don't know. Yeah, I, I know that, I'm trying to read over it real quick, but I don't, I know that she did it at one point. I'm not saying that she did it here. Yeah, and then she's, like, trying to, like, reach out for a queen, and then when she touches the stone ring that's what like it ends uh pain annihilated the world okay yeah okay but i don't i don't think i don't think she was channeling into it at the time all i know is that i'm not like a huge teleron road person Mm -hmm. i mean i just can't force myself to be extremely interested in a lot of the Teleron Road chapters, I don't know why, really. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. It's not really, like, my thing, I guess. I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of stuff happens. And then we've also had, like, all of these Lanfear chapters mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. as well. So it's like, I'm so ready to get back to mm-hmm. Matt. <laughs> like, that's all I can... I don't know. That's that's what's keeping me like very interested and ready to go. Yeah. There's some I mean there's some very good travel journeys coming up. Oh yes. And oh, I I love the energy between them two. Like it's mm-hmm. just Yeah. It's like a buddy cop movie. <laughs> this is yeah, this is where I feel like the story really starts to pick up and begin to run and like where this chapter ends is with Aguine, Elaine, and Nynaeve deciding that whether they see the Amaralyn or not, whether they talk to her or not, they are leaving as soon as they can. Um, yeah. And when <laughs> I loved, like, Elaine is like, I, I have to tell my mom. I have to tell my mom where I'm going. If she finds out I've disappeared again. She's going to send the army. It's going to be bad. And they were like, yeah, well, how do we get a message to her where, like, we can trust the person who's taking it? And then Nynaeve, like, after they get all snuggled in bed together, another moment that I thought was particularly endearing, uh, Nynaeve laughs out loud and is like, I know who can take our message for us. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. I love, I love that. I think, uh, I think that's where we should end it. I'm, I'm good with that. Good with that. Okay. Perfect. Such a perfect spot. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Thanks so much for joining us. We will continue to release new episodes every Wednesday. We would love if you would subscribe to the podcast, leave us reviews, and share us with your friends in the Wheel of Time community. Let us know what you thought of our content. Correct us. Send us things we may have missed. You can find links to our email and social media accounts in the show notes. And if you have the Anchor app, leave a voice message for us to play in upcoming episodes. We also have a website where you can find links to our Discord channel, social media platforms, and merch shop. So until 
until next week. Thanks for joining us on the road to Tarvalin.